When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast, another victory podcast with the voice of the Washington football team, Graham Weinstein. We talked a lot about Taylor Heineke, of course, and a lot of performances by others that added up to another big win. Carolina, it might not be Tampa Bay, but that's a good defense they moved the ball against on Sunday, and it's the third straight game that Washington's defense has held an opponent to less than 300 yards. They are playing the way everybody expected at the start of the season. This team has made progress, and that's what we needed to see because we really weren't seeing it enough throughout the first eight games. Don't forget, you can follow Bram on Twitter at RealBramW, and you can read my work on ESPN.com. I'll have a story up Tuesday or Monday afternoon, I'm not sure which, on Taylor Heineke's game and recent improved play. But let's get to the game and my conversation with Bram Weinstein. And before this game, you we talked to, before this game a few times, even, you know, whether on the radio or on the podcast or on just before the game in the in the press box and we both thought that they could pull this game out because I didn't think that there was a big difference here and I went back and forth in this game all week but as it got going I was surprised at what they were able to do only because of that first drive looked so familiar and I'm just like is this going to be another one of those days what did you think I mean this yeah. is this was impressive yeah I mean you know as per usual they got down early <laughs> You know, this is the sixth time this year they've given up an opening drive touchdown. Um, I didn't really know what to expect out of Cam. I didn't really know what to expect of how much he would play. I am really surprised that he played the entire game. I'm very surprised by that. Them scoring about 20 points sounded about right to me. One, because I just didn't think they would go into any kind of real hurry up. I thought they'd run the ball a ton. I didn't think they'd throw it much. And so the game would be shorter than usual. Um, The surprise here is that's the number two defense of the league. They've earned that. They're good. They're fast, deep. And once again, Washington was able to, even amidst two offensive line injuries right. in the middle of the game, move the ball, move it effectively, run the ball down their throat when they had to. Um, this is a real major. If last week was about pride, this one was about resolve. And this is now the second year in a row where this team is getting considerably better in the second half. And today, I mean, you know, I just, I really think that they're just tough. They're just, they showed a lot of toughness today. Second week in a row, extremely tough. Yeah, I think that's what's impressed me. And I, what, the one thing, the reason why I actually felt that I went back and forth even on this one, because when I look at it, like there's so many, you know, the injuries, there's this, there's that. And, and you know, they're facing a good defense on the road, um, even though there were a lot of burgundy and gold in the jersey in the in the stands. But you're facing on the road, so there's just so much going against them. But what I liked last week was the confidence they played with. And you could see that again today because when things go wrong, they're not folding. And that's what is continuing to jump out to me. 
Yeah, I, they aren't. They're coming back. They've come back, came back twice in this game, got the lead, um, you know, made two fourth down stops in the last four minutes on fourth and shorts, not fourth and longs, like fourth and shorts, two fourth down stops, um, run the ball when they have to, benched Gibson for a while, still ran for whatever the number was, 160, 170 yards, whatever it was. He came back, almost had a 100-yard game anyway. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, they had two, three different centers play today. Like, they're just showing a tremendous, you, tremendous amount of resolve. Well, look at the tight ends today. John Bates and Samus Reyes. I mean, there's no way. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, you look on paper and like, well, I can like all this and all that. But there's with this group, can you really see it? But then the way the offense is going, and I give Scott Turner a lot of credit because the last several weeks, They've been able to be, I think, develop more of an identity because of the right commitment to the run and, and just playing more physical and just, I think, playing a, a more um, a style of ball that's more conducive to what they have on the field. I thought, um, I thought last week Heineke played really well. I thought he was better today. I don't think his was, numbers yeah. are, I don't think his numbers are going to look like they did a week ago. Like he completed 80% of his passes or whatever it was. He made, two or three plays late in the game that were flatly unbelievable. Like um, the, the one where he was rushed, flushed out of a pocket, running towards the sideline, runs out of time, throws back against the grain and finds John Bates, who is probably, I don't know, target four on that play. <laughs> I mean, honestly, this guy's a baller. Yeah, he, he is. You know, like it was funny um, during the halftime, you know, once they when he threw that second dart with nine seconds left before the half to McLaurin, and we're sitting there at halftime, and CJ, our producer, I hope he doesn't mind I say this, he goes, he goes, this guy's got balls. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and I go, I would say that on the air if I wasn't gonna get in trouble. And he goes, Sam would have said it. And I'm like, Yeah, well, Sam would have said it. I'm like, that sounds about right, but I think it's probably the most apt way to put it. This dude's got big balls, man. Like, and he is a baller, it is not too big for him. Like he was awesome today. He made play after play after play. It's slowing down for him, and he is so into it. You can just feel his energy. Yeah. So you call him short or old dominion or not a great arm, but man, he makes really good decisions. And he made three to four big time NFL throws today. The touchdown to Cam Sims was a dart in traffic. Yeah, that was the a straight throw window McC thrown. Yes, the throw to McLaurin at the end of the half. Amazing. Fourth and six, they go for it. They go for it on fourth and six. He just converts on it. He made that play to Bates. Like, this dude, that was his best game. This is now back-to-back -back for him. So, uh, you know, again, I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself, obviously. But, again, we don't know the ceiling on this guy. Don't judge a Brook by his cover. Don't look at his background and just assume that he's only going to be this or only going to be that. That dude was a baller today, and he won the game for them. He did. And in two, in the last two weeks, 12 incompletions. That's it. Now, I know that they are looking hard at quarterbacks in this draft. I know that that's going to be a priority. And I know like that how they they do not view him as this long term answer quarterback. And if, and if we talked, if nothing, if he's just a high end backup for them, they're in really good shape. But just imagine if he had been a first-round pick last year and he comes in with the progression he's had and starting to do this, people would be going crazy. And I know, right. like, we all know that. And I'm not, again, I'm not trying to go to a certain point. I am impressed with what he's done and what he's continued to do. And there was, like, the red zone stuff. 
And just some of the touch on the passes. And he, I asked him after the game, like, why is he better here? Because the last two games, very accurate in the red zone. The previous games, he was not. There was that interception against Green Bay where he threw it, where he's trying to hit. I can't remember who it was, but try to drop it in too perfect. And I think a play like that has resonated with him in a good way in that since then, it was more like, and the coaches talked to him about this and he decided I've got to go have fun, but cut it loose. So what you're seeing is a guy in the red zone who is not just worrying about trying to be perfect, but is cutting it loose and being aggressive. And I think that's a big, that's a big part of why he is, he and the offense is playing better. He's so confident. I mean, he's he's such a, I mean, and we saw that, you know, we saw that. I mean, this was like, this goes back to in the summer when they were sticking him in the pocket and they were just making him practice in the pocket. I felt like they're going to spend a year trying to develop this guy and they'll see where he is come next year. And then Fitzpatrick gets hurt. And then all of that development had to happen in real time on the field. And most guys, especially when they're two and six would fold. Most people, yeah. would. you know, it's just, it's just, it's just human nature. They fold. Well, it's just not going to happen. Everyone's naysaying you saying they're going to bench you. And this dude has come out after the bye and been awesome. And I'm not trying to make this not a team win. I thought today was really a team win, like a major big time team win. But this guy is playing at a high, high level. And the two defenses he played in the last two weeks are legitimate top five defenses. And he was awesome. He made NFL throws today. He made NFL plays today. And he has become clutch at least the last couple of weeks. It's not just the plays he's making. It's when he's making them. Right. Nine seconds left in the half, fourth and six got to convert we were sitting there wringing our hands on that fourth and six on the air going you know if you don't convert here you're giving them a short field at a three-point game like i don't know like like is it really worth the risk and this dude just hits a wide open guy streaking across you know the middle of the field like it's nothing so like (laughs) clearly he deserves all the confidence that is in him right now um he's riding high Hopefully the defense will start getting a couple guys, namely Montez Sweatback, to help them out on that side of the ball. And who knows? Maybe there is a bit of a second-half run that is in them like it was a year ago. At some point, Logan Thomas will come back. Now, yes. I think that that hamstring was a little bit worse than, than they originally feared, and so that's why he hasn't come back yet. And I do think there's a definite chance that Curtis Samuel is back next week as well. And Looks like I, it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot more optimism around him now, what that means, we'll see. But what I know, too, is that guys like DeAndre Carter, Cam Sims, have done a nice job. And Cam, I mean, there were, one of the things that impressed me today is just there are, some, there are a lot of little big plays. And Carter had the, the fourth down grab. And Cam Sims had a few catches, including the touchdown. Cam Curl, I want to mention him because he did a nice job. This is a guy who covers tight ends and then a back like McCaffrey out of the back. Yes. And that's, that's not easy to do. And you can do it because – the one thing I love about Cam Curl is I think he understands how to play with leverage. And you watch both a couple of throws that went to McCaffrey for one of the early series where he stops him on a third down play across the middle, but he's, he funnels him inside, but he can, he gets to the hip and it makes it a harder throw. And then that fourth down stop, he's like, I played my leverage. And he, so he knows where he's going to go. He breaks that way, but it was a stop that just was impressive. And that, you know, when you have, when you get guys like that making those kind of plays again, Carter's Cam Sims, Cam Curl, then you then you have a better chance for success. Well, Danny Johnson had a huge Danny play. Johnson. He seems, to, yeah. he seems to have one every week. Like he seems to have one, and I think it's just so fitting that the game ends on a sack. 
when all we spent all week was like, how are they going to get any pass rush? And they kind of didn't because they kind of only brought four the whole game. And that was a good coverage sack too. Yes. And they end the game on a sack. You know, it's just like, it's very fitting. Like this is like, again, like this is these last couple of weeks are really team wins. Heineke has just been outstanding. Yeah. Just absolutely outstanding. And then with, you know, with Gibson who, I haven't seen Rivera do this. He benched the dude. Yeah. He was like, I haven't seen him do that with anybody. You know, a mistake occurred, an unacceptable mistake occurred. He benched the guy. We didn't know if he was coming out in the second half or not. He did. And he played hard and right. looked good and almost rushed for a hundred yards. And I, I'm just, you know, there, there's a lot here. I mean, God, I wish they won either Denver or the New Orleans game. Cause I think we'd be talking about very different things right now. Because the margin, you know, is just so slim for them. They just kind of, at this juncture, can't afford to lose at all, you know, to anybody. And they're so beat up. But I love their resolve. I love the pride they're playing with. They must have threw a few more stones in the locker room. <laughs> um, you know, like, this was, this was a really, really, really good win against a team who last week, I'll just read a stat to you of what they did last week. And I know that was Colt McCoy and missing some people and all that. That team has the record that they have. They went out there at one point in the third quarter, Carolina had run 28 plays on Arizona's side of the field and Arizona had run none. Right. Like they held them to season lows in literally every statistical category. They are the number two defense of the league because they got the number one pass defense in the league. And this team walked up and down the field on them. And honestly, if it wasn't for a Gibson fumble in the red zone, they would have scored more than yeah. they did. They would have scored in the thirties against them. I, and I, you know, it's funny because with Heineke, when you look again, you look at the talent around him on offense and what they're missing. You even go to Wes Schweitzer is playing center for God's sake. Yes. And that's like, that's another guy like, and this, it's funny how big a signing that guy was last off in the 2020 offseason. And I say that because, when they signed him, it was like he's an under-the-radar signing. He hasn't been a great player, but he is a big help for them. He can fill in at both guard spots and now is an emergency center. And that's, you know, you're, you're down to an emergency center, essentially, and you still found a way to, to, to win. And, and I think, like I said, that it speaks to a resolve, and I think that Heineke kind of embodies that. And I don't want to, again, we don't, I don't want to overstate what I think he is or where he might get to. Because again, I know from conversations that they still are going to look at quarterbacks, but what they know, they know what they have in this kid and they know they have something in this kid that they can work with. If again, as whether it's a low end start or a high quality backup, that's a big help. And, you know, and, and, but it's that resolve that he plays with rubs off. And I think then you look at guys like Terry McLaurin, the way he plays that rubs off. And I think when Gibson is running the way he did, that rubs off because it starts, there's a mindset that it starts to develop. Yeah. I mean, with Gibson, I mean, I think I talked about this with you last week. I saw in practice after the bye week, he looked way healthier than he had yes. in weeks. And so I think Gibson's production, you know, there were fumbling problems and that's on him, but it had a lot to do with, he was not healthy at all. Like he had serious injury, shoulder, shin, all that stuff. Toe right. probably still bothering him. Like, and it slowed him down. It changed him. And then he looked like himself for the first time in a while after the bye week. And that's why I, I, I knew it was going to turn around for him, or at least I thought it right. would. With McLaurin today, I got to, I mean, I think the Carolina's defensive coordinator, you got to ask a serious question about what is he thinking putting one on one? I don't care who your corners are, one on one coverage on him when every single other team is rolling coverages to that guy because he's killing people this year and they got burned for it. 
And they got lucky he didn't make another one down the middle of the field where it was a one-on-one ball that was just kind of just kind of fell incomplete out of his right. range at the 10-yard line. That should have been another one. He would have had 150 through the air, 160, whatever it was. I, of all the things that Carolina's defense did, that one I didn't get at all. Like, they let him have one-on-one coverage. And good on Heinekeeper recognizing it, reading it, and throwing yeah. his way and making the plays with him. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This Thanksgiving, be thankful for family, food, and free bets. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a turkey day no-brainer you can't miss. New customers can bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the Thanksgiving NFL action. Make your first deposit and you can play free for millions with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code KIME, that's K-E-I-M, bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code KIME, K-E-I-M, this Thanksgiving at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And then again, I, I look at other, another little play, the Adam, the Adam Humphreys one where he converts a third down. And, yes. you know, it's, what, what I liked on that play is just a really good route. And you can see the corner. like he's, You don't know what he's going to do. And that's an impressive because he's running the same way as if he's going to run a go or cut. So when he, he, he does a stutter step, starts to go, looks like he may run the go, cuts back inside, creates separation. Not a burner, creates separation because the route running, and it makes it an easier throw for, for Heineke. You know, and so that I just think there are a lot of good little things done by, by a number of players. And, you know, and now it certainly makes the last month and a half interesting here. And, you know, can they what, – what can we expect now from them? What should we I don't know. I mean, you know, what I do hope up to the last couple of weeks, what I do hope happens on Monday night is they get a loud, boisterous crowd in there because that kind of turned for them against Tampa. This is going to be another team that's going to come in here. It's not going to have a ton of their opposing fans. That's not going to be a bazillion Seahawks fans showing up there, right? So you have an opportunity to kind of take back your stadium, get behind them a little bit here. I know, I don't know how Seattle's going right now, but they got shut out a week ago. They were struggling today. So their offense isn't going, going right now. So you got a shot. And if you pick this one up, then you go to Vegas. We'll see where Vegas is by the time they get there. And all you really want is to make those division games relevant. It is setting up. It is setting up. If they can figure out a way to get through these next couple of weeks, it is really setting up that those Washington Philly games could be really, really, really big deals for the NFC wild card. And then, you know, we'll see where they are when they get there. But I think at this juncture with the way they started, it's all I really want at this point is I want to see that resolve. I want to see them continue to play the way that they're playing. Um, you know, I think there's there's going to be a limit. There's sometimes there's going to be too many injuries and they're falling into that category right yeah, now where yeah, that's a problem. They better, 
They better start getting some guys back because I clearly they are a deeper team, especially on the offensive line. It looks like on the defensive line, but you can't lose everybody. You know, at some point people have to come back and hopefully they'll get people back and we'll see where they are at center. That's going to be a very interesting thing this week. Yeah, it is. It is. And like I said, if they can get Logan Thomas back and John Bates has done a nice job blocking, he's not going to be a big time throw as a receiver. You catch a couple of passes on a bootleg. That's fine. Do what he did on the fourth down play. That's great. But his, his help as a blocker has, has been there. And it's funny because when Gibson was out, they ran well. J.D. McKissick is a good runner, quick to the edge, um, quick to the hole. Jared Patterson runs with such a low center of gravity that he does create, you know, is he, he's not dynamic, but he doesn't need to be. You go in there and get five, six yards as a backup, good job. And I think it's it's coming for him a little bit. I mean, he yeah. just hasn't had a lot of he hasn't had a lot of reps. no, he hasn't. And, no. and you know, like it started coming in Denver. You could tell it was probably about carry seven or eight. You're like, oh, that's the guy from the summer that I right. remember. Right. And then this time. week he he had one or two where he bounced it. He's he, you know he's very quick. Um, I think it's good. You know, I think he needs to get reps. I don't think he's going to get a lot of them as it stands right now with this team. But I think he needs reps more than anything else. Now. Go in there and do what you're doing, and that's a big help because it enabled them to let Gibson sit on the bench. And going back to Gibson, I love the way a guy responds when he has when he's been in the situation where you it's your fifth fumble of the season, it cost your team points, and how do you respond to it? And he responded with, "What is it like?" I think he had 95 yards, season high. I think 76 came after halftime. That's how yes. you respond. That's that was a hell of a response by him. Yeah, I, I thought he was outstanding in the second half. He ran with a lot of purpose. He's very slippery the way he runs. He actually runs pretty hard up the yeah. middle. I, you know, as someone who was a converted receiver, you like the speed and the playmaking ability and the stuff like on the edge, like he did in Buffalo. But is he going to become a power runner? And at times he looks like it. He looks like a power runner at times, which is the part I didn't think he'd have, you know, like, which was the part that goes back to, okay, so you, you cut a guy like Peyton Barber. Well, he's a true power runner. He's going to get you a couple of yards when you need it. Do you have that on your roster now? And Gibson is showing and kind of growing into that. And now that he clearly is feeling more himself, he's displaying it a little bit the last couple of weeks. Yeah, no, he's he's been running more physical. I, I like the way he lowers his shoulder. I think that's a big deal. It's obviously a big deal for any running back, but he's creating a little bit more after the after first contact, which he does had not been doing consistently. He just got to make sure he secures the ball in, in, in those areas. But you know, short of that, just be physical. And I think he is, yes. and, you know, and, and, it, and that does energize a team. And when, like I said, when, when McLaurin has those catches the way he does, those energize guys because of the, as like, they like this grown man football, as they say. Right. And, Oh man, you know, these last two weeks were full on grown man football. Last week was the most violent game. I can remember that they yeah. were part of outside of like, that felt like a playoff game. That thing's, ramped up in the second quarter on where those guys were hitting like for real real hitting like that looked like a december we got to do this to get to the playoffs or a playoff type game and this one this one got into it this was physical these guys got chippy they were up in their face and one more guy yeah. i think needs to be pointed out charles leno was a cast off they yeah. brought him in here yeah, good he point. was outstanding today yeah. i mean no. absolutely outstanding today on the edge against either burns or reddick like that is a that team is blowing people up on the edges. Their right tackle goes out again. Their center goes out again. And Leno's standing up and taking on Burns or Reddick like it's nothing the whole day. He was outstanding today. I'm glad you pointed him out because I think he's had a good year. And I think, you know, it's funny because all the talk about what they 
what some of the other free agent signings didn't do last uh, from the offseason. He's one who has come in and solidified that spot. And he's been very quiet, but that's that's what you want as a left tackle. He's not Trent Williams, but he is solid. And, I, you know, he was on a one-year deal, Graham. And right now, like, what, what I'm – would understand right now is that they would bring him back, but long way to go. Cause you got to, you got to agree to a thing, but like, he's a guy that they would definitely want back. And because he has been what they had hoped and he's a leader. And I think, you know, you don't, you know, if you let that guy walk, you're going to let, you're going to have to fill multiple holes in that line because Brandon Sheriff will be gone. Right. Most likely. So, but yeah, I think he's been a very good, very good find for them um, without a doubt. So, you know, so when it comes to these like cheap finds, Leno, Schweitzer, uh, Logan Thomas initially, JD McKissick initially, Carter, Carter. Yeah, Carter looked like he was going to break another kick again. He know, needs the league in kickoff return yards. He was very close today to breaking one, and now he's had three straight games with a receiving touchdown. Yeah. Like he's a steal for them this year, big time, big time. And you know it's funny because when they signed him, you know I was talking to B. Bob, I was like, you know, he's a better receiver than you think. And, you know, you hear that and guys come in, you're like, okay. But when you're watching him in camp, you're like, okay, he did this, but he's never done anything. And you see, like, okay, he's got quick. But sometimes it just shows you how important it is just to get that chance. And if if Curtis Samuel is healthy and, you know, then maybe – and De'Ami Brown stays healthy, this guy doesn't get any chances. And he's been a hell of a lot more productive than De'Ami Brown was when he was on the field. Yeah. No, I think – Brown had a nice moment today, a downfield block. That was actually nice to see, to see him engaged a little bit. Obviously, the ball is not coming his way very much. I don't think he's earned a lot of opportunities, no. you know, at this point. And frankly, like Carter has. They have, they, Carter has, and they've also shown that they have a tremendous amount of depth at receiver. This was another spot that they went from Terry and who else to, man, they got a lot of guys. Where's the ball going to go? Right. And I mean, frankly, there, there are weeks where I'm like, I think they should be throwing the ball more to Humphreys. They just, they seem to forget about him. Like he's a, he's a chain mover for them. Or there are weeks where, and this was one of them, McKissick didn't see the ball come his way all that often. And typically he's somebody that really moves the chains for them as well. They've become a very deep team. They clearly trust each other. And Heineke's seeing the game a little differently the last couple of weeks. He's seeing the field. I, I point back to that Bates play and the week before where he had, he got a free rush from Devin White, and he threw the ball in the middle of the field to Antonio Gibson, and it was just a five-yard game, but it was a perfect pass with Devin White steamrolling him in the fourth quarter. This guy has got resolve. He trusts the guys around him. He is seeing the field a little bit differently. He's willing to put his body on the line. He's competitive as all get out. And, you know, this team, without their two stud first-round picks on the defensive end, taking on a team that's going to run all these RPOs and all this stuff, Held them to 21 points and one. I mean, frankly, like, it's a pretty darn good team win today. It is. And last thing for me then, like, because all – what I want to see from this team is progress. Because whether or not they make the playoffs and all that, there's a long way to go. There's, like, 10 teams that have a better record than them right now as we talk in the NFC. And now there's a glut in the, that are within a game of each other. So there's a long way to go there. And it's not – to me right now, it's not just about them. It's about showing progress. What do you ha- – what can you hang your hat on – from this season and the expectations were higher. We know that, but if you can progress and you can show some things as they finish up here, I think they can go to the off season feeling like you've got this now. Now you just have to go get a couple more things. Now, one of those would be a quarterback, but again, if Heineke's playing, maybe, this way, 
Yeah, I, like, I think he's playing. Maybe. Listen, we're, like, that's why I say if he was, if he had been a first round pick, people would look at him differently and say, "Oh my God, look what he's doing." And but I think he is so defined by what he can't do and what his background was that it that it taints. It will always taint perception of him. Now, again, we see the flaws. We know all the flaws, but and I, again, I know that they're going to look for a guy. But there's something with this kid that he responds when he's pushed into a corner. So. Yeah, I mean, look, I like there, I, there's eight million examples of guys who ended up being really good players at all positions that don't come in with any kind of like background like this, you know. So, and I know it's rarer for quarterbacks, but there are plenty of examples of guys that were not top ten picks. Tom Brady is one of them. Dak Prescott is another one. Russell Wilson is another one. Like, there's a lot of them out there, and I'm not saying he's any of those guys. And there are. Some of those other guys like Dak and they've got athletic traits that he'll never have. Like he'll never be that fast. He'll never have that kind of arm strength. He'll never be that size, but that dude, he knows how to play. He really just knows how to play. He's got an incredible feel for the game. None of it's too big for him. And this is two straight weeks now where late clutch drives fourth quarter, end of the first half, fourth quarter. Again, you're relying on him. He's coming through. Yeah. Yeah, no, what you want. I don't care what it looks like. like yeah. No, it's coming through. Yeah. And I, th- I think he's doing a good job. And they, you know, you said game manager, you managing the game, but managing the game doesn't always mean checkdowns. That's such a misnomer. Managing the game means hitting the right guy in the right situation because it's a smart decision. The smart decision can be throw to throw the ball down the field, and he's done that. So he's done a really good job with that. Like I said, I'm not going to jump up and put him in Canton yet, and and who knows what this team needs. Huh. Who knows what this team has going forward at quarterback? And like I said, I even going into this last week, I knew that they want to look for a quarterback in the offseason. So I don't know that anything's going to change that way. But what we know is this kid's made the most of his opportunity and he deserves a lot of credit. And, 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 we'll, and we'll see where it goes from here because there's seven games left. And it's going to be a, it could be a fun December or it could be a very interesting December, if nothing else. And that is something that, you know, is it's better than if they were two and eight. It, look, out. it's week to week. You could not have convinced me that Buffalo was going to get completely destroyed today you right. know, by the Colts. You could not have convinced me that Tennessee would lose to Houston. You could like, you know, so like, obviously this thing's very week to week. Things could change very quickly. This looks like a very different team than it did a few weeks ago. So who knows, but hopefully they'll keep it going. Hopefully this is a repeat of last year and hopefully those games in December against the division teams are meaningful so that they are in some kind of race. There you go. All right, Bram. Well, listen, Bram, have a happy Thanksgiving. And, um, you know, we'll talk to you after the Seattle game. All right. See ya. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Bram for joining me. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. I'll be back with another episode Tuesday night. Talk to you next time.